everybody, you are listening to The History Boys. As always, I am Christopher Whedon, and that is, as they say, the same as it ever was. Much like uh, Talking Heads, which are referenced immediately before the recording. That's going to be cut out, but now you guys know that we referenced Talking Heads seconds before we got into the podcast. And this Talking Head is Tyler Armantrout, History Boy. Mm. Uh, here, here once again to um, bring the good news about a supplement that I've been using. It's um, it, it, it's uh, it's it, it's uh, it's a pill that you take. It makes your voice two octaves. Or wait, no, not octaves. It makes your it's two de- two hundred decibels higher. Yeah, actually. it makes your voice very loud. <laughs> it's like My, it's it's like the boys. It's like Temp V, except you only makes you yeah. loud. Is that a spoiler if you haven't seen the new season? Fuck, I don't care. Shit. Yeah, who cares? There's who a cares? loud guy in there. No. <laughs> there's, uh, there's loud there's a lo- There's a loud guy in the new Doctor Strange. There's oh, yes. Quiet Man. There's Loud Man. He's, he's yeah. so loud that he... Um, he explodes kills. his own head. He Yeah, he explodes his own head. Doesn't he also kill... Who do, Doesn't he also kill another guy? Or yeah. he kills Thanos. He shouts at Thanos oh. so hard that all of his skin flies off in another dimension. Yeah, and it shows That's it. It ridiculous. shows all of it. It's gruesome. Yeah. It's just, you see in slow motion the the, the skin and guts fly off of his skeletal frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much half the movie. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Maybe I yeah. saw a different movie. I don't know. Well, it, it goes on so long that the skin, when it's down to the bones, the bones just spell out the end with a question mark <laughs> if this actually happened in the movie i would probably watch it yeah, none of that <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't happen that sucks it doesn't uh, happen because the, well they don't let me direct marvel movies yeah i, did, I had a dream that you directed dr strange too do you remember that oh yeah you told me about yeah. that i did remember it have the bones at the end <laughs> i brought it up it have the i brought it up uh, on one of our patreon shows that but yeah, yeah, fans yeah. at home. I had a dream that I, I didn't see Doctor Strange two in the theater. That is true. That's not the dream. I got yeah, COVID. COVID. I had tickets, and then I didn't see it. Then I eventually just saw it when it was on Disney Plus. Before that, I had a dream that I watched it and I hated it. And then I go tell Tyler I saw Doctor Strange two and I hated it. He goes, Oh, really? Because I directed it. And it was I was like, What? <laughs> and I felt really bad that I said I hated it. And that was the dream. Yeah. If yeah. if you hated my one shot at making like a two hundred million dollar movie, I'd be like, that's fair. I probably I don't think I'd use that money. To very be honest, low. if I'd known Tyler had done it, I would have been pretty impressed. Yeah, I thought it was Sam Raimi. For you, that's amazing. <laughs> I just, I just wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. Oh, my friend Tyler directed a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. What if I told well, I'm, you that the that I changed Doctor Strange's first name to Jerry? <laughs> I'd probably tell you I bought tickets, and I'd be like, I I didn't buy tickets. Yeah. You're like I keep get I keep getting COVID right before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, at some point, I got to go to like the dollar theater and like watch it just to be like, oh, thank God he's been badgering me all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I yeah. am Jerry Nash, your oh. humble history boy. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Today we have part three, the final chapter of Boss Tweed. Yeah. William M. Tweed. Um, no relation to Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I believe it's five, the final chapter. <laughs> no. <laughs> and in the, ca- in the case not. of this, it actually is the final chapter for yeah. uh, for this for this story, for, for our version of it at least. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> 
And we're going to do a new nightmare sequels. situation where the ghost of Tweed, like, is manifested by us making a movie about him, and he comes oh, around killing us. Yep. That sounds great. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like uh, meta on top of meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because it's also referencing a movie. That yeah, that is referencing a movie. Yeah. Yeah. New York was becoming a world-class metropolis. All this cool. new stuff was being built. Its population was skyrocketing. It was on the same level now as London or Paris, you know, the great metropolises of the world. Mm -hmm. um, it had a high concentration of wealth and a high concentration of poverty. Uh, the new rich seemed to be the worst people that rose to the top. Yeah, that sounds and, Yes, indeed. And the divisions of Protestant, English, and Northern Irish, and Catholic Irish were as deep as they ever were. What happens is, is there was an Orange Day parade. Orange Day basically is for Protestants to celebrate the time that they won against the Catholic Irish, right? It's a story for a different day. Anyway, they didn't want it to happen. They let it happen. It turned into a riot. People died. People were killed on the street. And it was a whole thing. A lot of people were blamed for it. But there was a man there who was a National Guardsman who saw it all. He may have even fired bullets into the crowd. And that man's oh, name was Thomas Nast. Mm. That, the cartoonist. Yes. Yeah. And marksman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like that time Bill Waterson fired a gun into a crowd. He was at Is the that... Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> Is that That's true? No. <laughs> if he was, the thing is, if he was, I don't know what he looks like. Calvin so and Hobbes been. guy? Yeah. 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 Like, that guy has disappeared. He could have been there on January 6th. <laughs> yeah. He would be the man of shaman for all I know. Yeah. <laughs> the guy writes Dilbert certainly went that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> now, in the meantime, Boss Tweed's daughter was being married. And so they threw this lavish wedding, huge lavish wedding at uh, the Trinity Church in New York. Trinity's that one. beautiful church. You know the one I'm talking about, mm -hmm. right? But the it's in the Spider-Man games. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, <laughs> same guy that uh, designed that church also designed Blackwell's, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say uh, design the Spider-Man game. And the Spider-Man game, yeah. <laughs> I just finished Miles Morales, by the way. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah I loved it. It's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, you really get to sling around uh, New York. I really enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all all of New York's, you know, glitterati was there, you know, and, you know, there was champagne, all this crazy stuff, you know, everyone's just looking at this and they're just being like, something is, is going on here. You're you're stealing money and you're being like you're you're flaunting it. You know what I mean? You don't even have the decency to do it in secret. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. he's out there with his diamond pins and stuff, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I promise you, I'm spending all the money I have and I'm going to be so poor after this. Yeah, I don't right? even know why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Just like the blatantly constantly ripping and unapologetically ripping everybody off. Just yeah. it reminds me so off. much. Reminds me so much of Donald Trump. I don't even like I don't even think to make the reference anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it'll though there'll be other things in here that'll sound familiar to you mm -hmm. but but like for now it didn't really seem like anyone was getting hurt you know what i mm -hmm. mean like there there was a whitewash committee 
that was like somebody look at their books right and the mm-hmm. newspapers called it a whitewash committee because it was all the like the city's blue bloods like they got together like john jacob astor the mm-hmm. third moses taylor marshall o brooks who among other things owned the new york sun uh, um so uh, yeah uh they got yeah. together and they looked at the books and they were like it's a-okay yeah you know, they were right? uh Stroking their beards and clucking their tongues and, or, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. wondering what to do with this uh, William Tweed. Yes, exactly. I'd like Simpson. to think that, that the authorities were like, so did you look at their books? They're like, yeah, we looked at their hats. Like, yeah. You mean books? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the books were shiny. I mean, uh, everything's in line. Yeah. Everything's yeah, in line. Yeah, everything's fine. I, but really, yeah, they're they all part up. of the shiny hat club. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the shiny hat brigade. And, they're shining uh, like the sun. yeah. The New York Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's where it comes from. Wearing disco balls on their head and shit. Yeah. (laughs) But they, uh, (laughs) they, they just had a, a, the city had a peaceful election, finally. Like, the first one in a long time. And, like, Tammany was totally controlling it, you know. Considering that they got this clean bill of health, you know, New York Times was like, you guys looked at it for two seconds and gave it a clean bill of health, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and the peaceful election, Tammany really looked vindicated. You know what I mean? They're like, so there, you know, yeah. A, it's good that we're in control and B, nothing bad is happening, you know? Yeah, because we all made it legal anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The Brooklyn Bridge begins uh, mm. with with Tweed money, by the way. Parts of Central Park with t- Tweed money. Uh, that county courthouse, which was, you know, Tweed's baby, mm-hmm. was being built for an extremely long time and going way far over budget. And people were like, what is in this place? And yeah, it was gorgeous, you know, frescoes mm-hmm. and stuff on the walls and stuff. But what the like the blue bloods of the city, they they turn the other way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, property values were skyrocketing, you know, so they were like, oh, shit, you know, everybody's making money. Um, yeah. they're, like, they're like, come on, Tweed, build more shit and make yeah. more yeah. painters go blind from painting the ceilings with fresco. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, Give them the old Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> and we all get rich. Yeah. yeah. Just going to paint a bunch of guys with their dicks out, though. Yeah. Um, so I didn't I go mean, blind from painting the dicks. I went blind from the paint going in my eyes and plaster <laughs> going in my eyes. It's ripping in my eyes. It's right above me, you know? It's mm-hmm. gravity. What am I supposed to do? Everybody really, except for Tilden, right? He had the, his ambitions of his own, maybe the presidency one of these days. Mm-hmm. Going on at this time, you know, we, we talked about this last episode, these cartoons that Thomas Nast was drawing for Harper's Weekly, um, they didn't really start to depict Tweed until now, you know, and Tweed was kind of one of the easiest ones to draw, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if you draw a circle, guy. you can draw a Tweed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, mean. Yeah. He was he was depicting him as a giant monster, like eating the city. Cool. You oh, know. geez. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll post some of the some of the cartoons in the uh, in the discord. The Tammany Tiger, he's the one that associated, like, the, the tiger from the from the fire truck, you know, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, Tammany because of Tweed. And the, and the thing is about Thomas Nass is he's incredibly interesting, and I think he honestly deserves his own episode. Because he had, like, a whole other life before this. He had a life mm-hmm. after this. We just know him from this part, right? Yeah. So I'm not really going to go into his whole story in this episode. But, you know, once he started depicting Tweed and, and, and stuff like 
I mean that Har Harper's Weekly was was like a be turning into like a global magazine. You know, people as far away as France and Spain and whatnot, Italy. You know all across Europe are getting copies of Harper's Weekly. Like you said, New York's like on the map now. Big yeah. businesses, they're like, add, a, add the New York clock next right, to the exactly. Tokyo and the London mm -hmm. clock, you know? Right, mm -hmm. right, exactly. That's what businesses did back then, if they were yeah. important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing was about Thomas Nass is like, he, he actually grew up like, he, he was German born, but he grew up in New York and he actually grew up watching Tweed and the Fire Brigade, you know, like the kids would gather around and watch those fire brigades and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that he sort of, you know, how this all sort of played out, you know what I mean? That he ended up going after him. And like Tweed has this, you know, famous quote. He says, I don't care a straw for your newspaper articles. My constituents don't know how to read, but they can't help seeing them damned pictures. <laughs> I like, I like he, that he's, he's like I could yeah. say that because they're not, they're not going to be able to read it. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, they weren't recording sound bites yet. No, no, that wasn't no. really a thing yet. So you had to yeah. be able to put it in writing. And what if was your that? Constituency's uh, illiterate. Then uh, bada bing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oki Hall called Thomas Nast nasty. Nice. Ooh. You know, it's pretty pretty good. Pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning his cane like reggae's <laughs> yeah. elegant Oki over here. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Got him fucking good. Yeah. Like it's the middle of May. Stop dressing like a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he actually tried to get uh, uh, Harper's banned from uh, city newspaper stands. People still wanted to buy those because they, you know, they passed them around and stuff. You know, and they laughed like, at sorry, them. Sorry, that's how it works. Funny. Yeah, and. You know, there there was one that really pissed Tweed off, and it was a picture of Manhattan Island with uh, Tweed's thumb on it. You know, yeah. this giant thumb. And there was like a cufflink that said, you know, WM Tweed, right? And mm -hmm. it said underneath it, it said, what are you going to do about it? Oh, that's good. You know, uh, he, he has a few <coughs> he has a few quotes, actually, that are erroneously they're erroneously attributed. attributed to him. Yeah. Let me just read you. He has one that it gets thrown around as one of his quotes. Honestly, I really can't find solid proof for it. And, and it gets attributed to a lot of people. But it's the I don't care who does the electing so long as I get to do the nominating, you know, mm -hmm. or it, it, like a, a like a th there, there's a lot of variations of that. Mm hmm. I really, really, really wanted the quote to be, I don't care who does the electing as long as I get to do the erecting. And it nice. was about a penis. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been that. It would have been a weird quote. It would have been, uh, yes. A big part of uh, Harper's business was uh, textbooks. So they were going to try to get their contract eliminated or whatever for the textbooks and, you know, ruin that part of Harper's business. And... Mm -hmm they would take new textbooks that were printed at the New York printing company that was owned by Tweed, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they, they were feeling the, the pressure, you know, the, the times and Harper's, you know, like the times thought that Tweed might buy all of, you know, like controlling shares in the times and then shut them mm -hmm. down. You know, is there no and rules against that? No, there's no rules against that. No, I mean, I mean, you just buy controlling, you know, uh, shares yeah. in a company and then fire a bunch of people. I mean, that's what I mean, Elon Musk and Twitter, you know, that's what yeah, people that's what were I was afraid thinking, exactly. Of them doing. 
you know, uh, is that, yeah, you'd buy it and then change things about it, right? You'd, mm-hmm. you'd have a new editor that's friendly with Tweed, right? There is a legend that while in Central Park on their carriages, they actually passed each other. Thomas Nast and William Tweed actually passed each other. <laughs> uh-huh. And they, like, you know, Tweed only, like, nodded at him. And that was it. You know, it's like that. <laughs> it's like that meme from Umbrella Academy. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're both in the cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. seen Umbrella Academy, but I know it's from that. Yeah. I, think I was I, gonna say it, it's like Lisa or Maggie and the baby with the unibrow. Oh yeah, yes. that's even better because yes. you bring it back to the Simpsons. Simpsons yeah. reference. I actually watched the uh, uh, Stonecutters episode because of all this talk we've had. And oh it's yeah, that's a good episode. <clears throat> it's it's weird going back and watching that episode because I did two pretty recently, like in the like the and by recently I mean like the last five years, mm-hmm. um, and. Both the political leanings of the writers and the national kind of vibe towards mm-hmm. the Republican Party at the time is like fully on display. Yeah. In that yeah. Episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like how they depict the, the Republican Party headquarters. And it's like yeah. this dark castle. And Nast said that he actually was threatened by you know, Tammany officials, which could have been just, you know, muscle hired to go mm-hmm. tell them to knock it off. Definitely not um, surprising. Yeah. He also said that he was offered bribes and like the story is actually pretty funny. I'm not going to get super into it. Story for a different day, but Nast kind of like plays along and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, do you think I could get four hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, probably, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. But yeah, like people followed him home. Uh, George Jones, the guy that owned the New York Times, he said that people were following him home. You know, it was getting kind of dark for those guys. But let's not also let's also not forget, you know, that Thomas Nast, he was a man of his time uh, with Mm -hmm. a certain political leaning. He was uh, very xenophobic. He was anti-Irish and certainly anti-Catholic and not anti-Catholic in the way that I think I'm anti-Catholic, <laughs> you yeah. know, anti-Catholic in that he thought that it made people like dirty and immoral, right? Mm-hmm. And poor and immoral, right? And stupid. I, I don't believe that. I I, mm-hmm. I I just don't like religious institutions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's something to remember when we talk about Thomas Nast. Mm-hmm. Remember Jimmy O'Brien? He was that mm-hmm. the, sheriff, the, right? Yeah, the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of. He got suckered out of some graft, you know? Yeah, he was like, I was I was going to say when they were offering the bribe to, to Nasp, were they like, just take it out. Just take it out of what we were yeah. going to give him. Yeah, <laughs> right? Just, yeah. Screw well, O'Brien even harder. Yeah. Well, yeah. O'Brien, he was he was like, like, even when he was totally getting screwed, he was like, I don't have anything against Tweed personally. Mm-hmm. You know, like even like Tweed himself, like was quoted as saying like, you know, Jimmy, I love you like a son, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like he like early in his career, like he did time in Blackwell's. And like when he got out, he got in good with Tweed and like all the good things that had happened in his life were because of Tweed, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he just uh, wanted to take it a step further and get a piece of the pie. That's all. Yeah. 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 He just wanted a piece of the pie. He's like, um, I don't blame him one bit for what he's doing. I want to do that. Yeah. And he, you know, after the little, you know, rebellion of his young Democrats and whatnot, he found out that Tammany just had no place, you know, for for traitors, even if they went back and groveled to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and and 
professed loyalty to Oki and and whatnot. <laughs> they didn't let him back in. I pledge allegiance and, to Oki. Yeah. <laughs> And kind of while this is going on, Jimmy O'Brien's buddy, uh, Bill Copeland, he got a job in the controller's office in uh, Slippery Dick Connolly's office mm-hmm. as an accountant. And it was the only patronage job that Jimmy O'Brien ever got for anybody. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> he got Aww. one person, one job. That's kind of cute, Copeland. though. It is. He's like, and, uh, give, me, give my friend a job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Bill Bill Copeland didn't really know anyone there, so he didn't really want to like talk with anyone there. Mm-hmm. So whenever he, you know, he he would talk to Jimmy a lot. And there's this time where he was like going through, and he was like, "This doesn't look right to me. Like these numbers do not look right. These, in, in fact, they look pretty alarming." Mm-hmm. And so he showed Jimmy O'Brien like numbers from the controller's office that show like thousands of dollars in you know thermometers and like (laughs) chairs you know and like rugs and carpet you know that could go around the block you know Mm -hmm. several times around the block you know o'brien's like no 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 why'd i hire my friend who's an accountant (laughs) well well jimmy o'brien he he saw it as an opportunity he's like no Mm. shit so they're really fucking like this with the city's books. And so like uh, Bill Copeland copied a bunch of pages out, out of like the, the controller's ledgers and gave them to Jimmy O'Brien. And Jimmy O'Brien, he <laughs> he tries to blackmail Tammany Hall with this information to get yeah. his 300 grand in graft. Right. Mm-hmm. They tell him to fuck off. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much at first. Until he, he says he has ledgers, you know, yeah, he, he has yeah. pages from the ledgers. <laughs> They're like, may I see the may I yeah. see the pages and may I read them next to this fireplace? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, they were supposed to meet up with uh, Watson and Watson was their like chief accountant, right? The one that they paid to, to stay quiet. So mm-hmm. like Jimmy O'Brien was going to meet up with Watson and they were going to hash out like a back room backslapping you know deal on you you, i will stay quiet you give me a bunch of money and we'll call it good well Mm -hmm. what happened was is it was in the winter and watson was on a sled pulled by horses and in this freak accident they ran into another sled Mm. and watson died oh my god oh no and now they don't know like you know like the whole tweed ring is like fuck you know, <laughs> and the whole deal with with Jimmy O'Brien is now kaput. Jimmy O'Brien oh. thinks that they didn't show up. So now he's like, fuck you. I got mm-hmm. these ledger papers now. I'm going to do mm-hmm. something. You know, I, I'm going to do something with these. You yeah. know, and well, they're I, like, that's fuck, disappointing. Fuck, fuck. I well, thought that Watson and then if the other uh, if the other slave was uh, just full of like machine parts and they crashed together and made the world's first computer, I'd be like, <laughs> Now we're talking. Robocop. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robo account. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's Watt, Watson from like the AI computer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, that, was that like a thing? Did, did he win Jeopardy or did he host Jeopardy? I think he won Jeopardy and like chess at some point. Yeah. We got I way forget. better computers than that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could make your they face draw... look like an old person or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. could draw phone, funny yeah. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so 
it was the summer of 1871, right? Is is how long this is how long like they had to stew on like getting a new accountant and seeing if mm-hmm. he was right for like taking the bribes and whatnot. Yeah. And Jimmy we need somebody O'Brien, real shady. Yeah. Jimmy O'Brien sat on these ledger papers for a while. Like he gave them to a like copy to a judge, put another in a safe, and like he's trying to figure out what to do with them. And cut to basically the Times office, the New York Times office, and who other, you know, none other than fucking Jimmy O'Brien walks in and like right up to like George Jones. And they're like, they, they you know, they know he's a part of the Tweed deal. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy O'Brien goes, so I've uh, I heard you had a hard time taking that Tweed down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, George Jones is like, yeah, we're having a really difficult time. Actually. It's a bit of a mess. And uh, Jimmy O'Brien goes, I said had. <laughs> and then he slaps the, the papers down on his desk and mm-hmm. he leaves. <laughs> he like, just walks right out. And they, they're looking through it, you know, and they're like, holy shit, this these are pages right out of the controller's office you know and like they mm-hmm. pour over them and they're like oh my god like how much for brooms how much for chairs you mm-hmm. know how much for all this stuff this is insane so is this, this is real like, smoking gun at this point is yeah that, and like yeah. plasterers are being paid so much money you yeah. know what i mean it's gonna be like the panama papers a hundred years from now yeah or 90 90 years from now or wait no right. 85 right. anyway in the future only this Over time people are going to actually now. care. Yeah. And they're not just going to be like, all these people are using tax havens. Let's all move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't changed okay. a whole lot. Uh, it hasn't changed Jack, a whole lot. Jackie Chan's a white collar criminal, but I love his I love his stunts. So oh, yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shanghai Nights? Shanghai Noon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shanghai Noon. Shanghai I went Nights. with the sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually like Shanghai Nights more. I, think I do too. All right. All right. I do too. Now, at this, when, when, you know, the Times started publishing all this stuff, the only person in town, like everyone was off on the summer homes, you know, the only person that was actually in town was Oakey Hall, right? Mm-hmm. So he was the only one that had to, like, face reporters and all this stuff. Uh, everything's falling on old Oakey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he, of course, denied uh, having anything to do with this. Not that it wasn't happening, but that he had anything to do with it. He was like, I no, I I'm 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 a victim of fraud here, uh, guys. <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> uh, he thought it would blow over too. this. This will all just blow over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my nickname's elegant, not corrupt. Yeah, I, yeah right. I, I rest my case. Yeah. Also, I've. I've never heard of a boss tweed. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Bo- boss who? Boss. Mm. Boss. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, Bruce Springsteen? Uh, yeah. yeah. The boss? <laughs> he wanted to uh, actually evict the New York Times because he had found out that the land that they were on used to belong to the city and he was going to try to make a case that it was an unlawful purchase. So they were going to evict the New York times, you know, mm-hmm. just to get them out of there. They're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Didn't work. It's very uh, American. He was, <laughs> yeah. He was also going to try to sue the New York times uh, for libel because mm-hmm. uh, there weren't a lot of protections for journalists in this day. Uh, a lot of, a lot of newsmen went to jail over libel. Uh, that happened all the time and it was easy to go to jail for that. 
I just imagine all this press like up their ass, and the next thing they know, Daredevil's like uh, coming down on them. (laughs) Oh yeah, something. It's just way Kingpin, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The Daily Bugle is. It's got a story that'll blow this whole kingpin situation wide open. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I think this story just goes to show you that the pen is truly mightier than the sword on account of oh, yeah. all the spreadsheets as well mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. as yeah. the cartoons. Yeah, right, I, I, I do. I do think that the Daily Bugle is more like the New York Sun. Yeah. You know, Okay. a little <laughs> yes. bit more of a rag. Yeah, oh, it's a total a rag. rag. Now, this is something I forgot to mention. Oki Hall, he studied under a man named John Slidell. That that was like his first law practice that he he worked under. John Slidell's older brother, his name was Alexander Slidell McKenzie, mm-hmm. and his son was named Ranald Slidell McKenzie, who fought Quanah Parker. Ah. Whoa. Really weird connection yeah. there right that is <laughs> Oki Hall to Ronald Slidell McKenzie and <laughs> and uh Quanta that's gotta Parker be a, a real one-upsman's uh family reunion you know yeah oh, oh, they have they have supreme court justices in their family too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's just so many fewer people back then so there was more room <laughs> for just regular it was more people concentrated to... it was yeah. concentrated you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Concentrated cool. power. Yeah, we're apparently this year we're supposed to hit eight billion people, <coughs> which is insane. crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a crazy amount of people for any anywhere, <coughs> let alone Earth. That's too many yeah. people for one Earth. It's too many. Well, need a second. We got to build another one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you guys can you can cut this, Chris. But you know, COVID's yeah. like I'm trying, guys. I'm, I'm trying. trying. <laughs> I even got, I even got monkeypox with me now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The, the odd thing is, this is kind of why I think Horace Greeley is just intensely interesting. He was oddly against the New York Times publishing this stuff. He was like, that that is city material and you shouldn't be publishing this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, dude, whatever. I, I think <laughs> it's newsworthy. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> you don't want to cause a panic. Yeah. Slippery Dick, Richard Connolly is immediately asked to resign by Oki Hall. He points the finger at the controller's office, of course, because it's like, well, how dare, you know, how dare you even let them make off with your ledgers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what are you running down there? You know, I'm surprised he kept his job that long. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, well, remember, the mayor can't fire him because mm-hmm. of Tweed's home rule bill. Right. Yeah. 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 He yeah. can't touch him. So he has to resign. Yeah. Or else I it's just... this long thing to impeach him this i didn't know be... that Oki hall had the dexterity to point a finger and also pass the buck at the same time <laughs> yeah mm. right <laughs> what right? a fucking turd yeah. yeah dick conley also refuses to uh admit uh that anything is wrong but he was also at the same time refusing another audit on his own office he was hmm. like no I'll, I'll have the numbers for you very soon you know, and like the law, like said, like in the past two years that he had to turn in numbers and he never did. <laughs> you know, he just didn't do it. That sounds uh, really so familiar. Somebody to. drastically trying to like not have something, you know, investigated yeah, while yeah. also saying that, you know, there's nothing wrong there. Nothing yeah, wrong yeah. happened. It's like, well, then and investigate course, it. And of so course, there, there was an investigation, <laughs> right? A judge, uh, Judge Bernard, who's actually a Tweed ally. 
they get oh. Judge Bernard to issue an injunction uh, to basically stop the controller's office. Anything moving in or out of the controller's office is to be stopped while they do an investigation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that 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 means everything. So like like the regular working man on the street that's employed by the city, he doesn't get paid until this shit is over with. Oh, that's so. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking with people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Basically, the person that they got to lead this investigation was, of course, Sam Tilden. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. of course, it's him. Right. Connolly doesn't know what to do. He, he goes to friends and asks him, you know, should I resign? Should I not? You know, and his you know, one of his buddies is like. If you're guilty, you should resign. If you're innocent, you should resign. (laughs) But one thing's for sure. You need a good lawyer. In fact, you need the best lawyer. And you know who the best lawyer in New York City is, right? Johnny Cochran. (laughs) Sam Tilden. Uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) And so he goes to Sam Tilden and he's like, will you be my lawyer? Will you represent me? And Sam Tilden's like, are you fucking kidding me? No. And then he's like, no, no, wait a minute. This is actually great. He's like, everyone wants you to resign. Uh, But there's this clause in Tweed's home rule bill that says if you're away sick or out of the country, then you can have somebody take your place. And that's Mm -hmm. what we'll do. We'll have somebody that's my friend take your place so we can conduct this investigation and get the ball rolling. So that's Mm -hmm. what they do. Like, he totally cooperates with them. So does he go on vacation? No. But basically, he he just says he's not working there, but he's not resigned his post, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he can sort of, it's this gray area, right? Yeah. It's like, I found a gray area and I'm just gonna weasel my, I'm just gonna weasel into there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This this is straight up Boris Johnson shit. Yes, man. It is some weaselly shit. (laughs) He's like, I'm resigning. But I'm not going anywhere for the time being. And everyone's like, yeah. well, you're still there. He's like, no, I resigned. I but resigned. I'm still, still here. I'm still running yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. He resigned because um, I kept making those like uh, AI pictures of him, uh, you know, eating intestines yeah. and eating out of the garbage and uh, flying yeah. a kite at night. Fish yeah. heads. Eating fish heads. All oh, those people doing that. I had a whole series of Boris Johnson yeah. Yeah, I pictures. I like when you ref- the first time you referred to it as a series, it made me laugh. <laughs> this is from my Boris Johnson series. <laughs> as if you're some sort of like artist. Yeah, like fucking yeah. Picasso. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then I took a break to uh, go back to my Beerus and Wee series. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So something that they found out instantly was that the city had $2.7 million in interest that was coming up in just a couple of months. And because everything was on bonds, they didn't have enough money on hand to pay the interest. (laughs) So they could totally default on their loans in a couple of months, which caused Wall Street to freak out. Um, Mm -hmm. People in Europe straight up banned having New York bonds sold in their stock markets. And mm-hmm. like they were like, you better figure this shit out. You better figure it out fast because this is going to ruin our city. If not, you know, remember back when they were still shit. super rich, just uh, taking 15 percent off the top and nobody cared. Yeah, yeah they right. They could have just that. done that. And they could have been... done that. Yeah. They, can, um, they have more money than they can even fucking spend, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too much money. Think mm. about it. They had they had tens of millions of dollars back then. And that yeah, was before you could go to billions. space if you're a billionaire. It's billions now. Yeah. now. The best they had was a catapult. 
<laughs> Mother, motherfuckers got greedy started thinking about that metal mario hat and we're like but what if i had a chrome hat yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still on the the shiny the hat. hat brigade the shiny yeah, hat yeah. thing is it that's a comedy gold mine that i feel like we haven't quite tapped yet <laughs> yeah. oh yeah but what about my hat the, the funny thing is is that it was an election year even with all this stuff going on in november of 1871 tweed was still elected you know what I mean? Like, his friends didn't totally abandon him. He was still loved by, like, the poor and quote-unquote lower class of the city. And, like, when he held rallies, they were huge. You know what I mean? Yep. And he still held them. And, he, and of course, he blamed the media. You know, he blamed mm-hmm. uh, the newspapers for publishing, quote, false material. Oh, you know, weird. Does that sound... Does that sound This whole thing familiar? sounds fucking... Hold, it, holding, this like, whole thing nighttime about rallies. Donald Trump. <laughs> Holding I will say <laughs> false material isn't nearly as catchy as fake news. Yeah. I know, I know. Now, to be fair, though, no one's ever actually, actually tied all of this 100% to tweet. Mm-hmm. No one, to this day even, has actually any proof that it does all go to tweet. Or, you know, he gets a big piece of this. There's mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. actual proof of that. It's probably by so design. There's, there's no proof that he's directly connected, but everybody in his orbit is corrupt and it points well, directly to him. Well, let's 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 get yeah. into this. OK, so we'll we'll get it we'll, when we start talking about these uh, uh, cases and stuff, because, of course, people are about to be sued here and they're about to go on trial. Right. And everyone knew that Peter B. Sweeney, the brains, of the operation, he knew that. So he fled to Canada and then Paris. And you know Sounds what he like did? Peter B. leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what he did before then? He moved all of his money to his brother. So there you go. Well, it's uh, so like it's not my money. It's my brother's money. Exactly. Like, well, where did he get it from? Uh, he got it from me. Where yeah. did you get it from? Oh, this is not and important. That. It's not my yeah. money. I, it's yeah. my brother's money. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Now, now to make shit worse, uh, Connolly's office was broken into while the investigation was going. Uh, mm. Certain key documents were stolen, and like you know, the window was cut out with a diamond, and like you know, the newspapers were like a diamond, huh? Mm-hmm. Tweet, like Tweed's diamond, you know? Oh, and, come like, on. And like just just enough for a guy to like get in and like open the door, and like cer- like these key. They would issue these like tickets, right? And you take them to the controller's office, and then they'd issue a check, right? So if you were a contractor, you'd have these tickets. Anyway, a handful of these tickets were gone, mm-hmm. right? The, the The weird part about it is, is that if if you knew the controller's office, you would know that they have like master copies, and they're easily replicated. So it's weird that they would take that and nothing else. You know it's what like, it was. It's a it's a botch job, is what it was. I like to imagine yeah. it was a it, it was a world famous diamond thief, yeah, uh, gentleman thief, you know, kind of. Oh yeah, you know, you know, an older man. He's been in the business for a long time. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he stole it, that and that diamond thing is his calling card. And he was pretty fucking pissed that everybody thought it was yeah. about tweed. Yeah, he went in there because he had heard there's a big ass diamond. Just found these fucking tickets and was like, what the fuck? I'll just grab yeah. these, I guess. <laughs> fuck it. But they had like money there. They had other shit there. It's weird that they only took these. He only wants the diamond tickets. Yeah, he's a diamond uh, thief, Jerry. <laughs> uh, now, it's like Pig Panther. Yeah, yeah. He's no. uh, he's 
Well, I was going to say that, you know, everyone went crazy about who did this, right? And a lot of people pointed to Connolly or other people in the Tweed ring, you know? But eventually... Who has diamonds? These guys probably have diamonds, and they're the only people who could do... Because <laughs> everyone knows when you got yeah. diamonds, diamonds can cut... I'm working real hard on the logic here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it was black. Meanwhile, mean, yeah. Meanwhile, Chris is like the gentleman thief, uh, <laughs> diamond Jack. I feel like I, I feel like I could do better than that. Diamond, like, diamond Joe, diamond Joe, <laughs> J- diamond, diamond Joe, Joe Quimby. Quimby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah did it. Walked right into it. Mayor Quimby. Yeah, uh, which is funny because he is a corrupt political official. Yeah, so. he is. He is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this story feels very Simpsons to me. So oh, I, yeah. I feel like it's bonkers. Those it, it Yale fucking crazier. students that wrote the Simpsons knew probably knew a lot about these stories. Oh, yeah. When they caught the guys there, there was like a group of guys. They got two out of the three that witnesses said that they saw. The two guys said that they worked for these other two guys who worked for these. Other, you know, it was this other web, you know, of, of people that, you know, they could never actually trace it back to anyone. You know what I mean? They're all Spartacus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tilden, you know, he he didn't need a subpoena to like go to the bank and and get like bank records from like Tweed's bank accounts and all the and like Sweeney's bank accounts and all these things. They just gave them to him, right? And so what he found out is that he th- there wasn't a, a there wasn't a name for it yet. But what he found and what he he cross referenced and painstakingly put together like a puzzle was money laundering Mm -hmm. and like he published this chart in in the papers saying like see then they moved it here then they moved it here then they moved it here you know and tweet is like i gave him a loan you know this isn't Mm -hmm. actually proof it's like well that's pretty good but (laughs) so they invented money laundering well they I, i don't know if they invented it but there was no name for it and this was such a high profile case that that's it's sort of like it stems from here, right? Mm-hmm. Moving That's money around so people I, can't find it. I didn't realize it. Yeah. they didn't have a name for that yet. They didn't back then, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he showed fuckery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Humbuggery. Yeah. yeah. But he showed how money was moved, you know, into like the like the plasterers, right? Like Ingersoll mm-hmm. and Garvey, these these people that were hired to do all these things, you know? And like people like Ingersoll and Garvey, they were like, I think Garvey was the one, but he was like, Let's go into the court, you know, courthouse. Come with me. And he's like, look at all this shit in here. They call that just plastering. He's like, dude, those frescoes and stuff is world class yeah. shit. He's like, mm-hmm. I did all that. I'm keeping my money. I earned my money. Fuck mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. The But but all of a sudden, this this crazy, like, sort of bombshell thing happened. And that was the police coming into the controller's office and arresting Slippery Dick Connolly right in front of Tilden. <laughs> like Tilden was standing there and he's like, what, what? I thought I was I thought I was safe because I, I'm with you guys. Right. Like Tilden, like looks at the warrant and he goes, yep. And they hands <laughs> it back to him and he's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and like, he's like, so his his wife, Mary Connolly, she actually controlled the money in the household. Mm-hmm. You know, so when like he's like, let me post bail, let me post bail. I don't want to go to jail. She like comes down with like five million dollars in cash. And they're <laughs> like, give us give us some more. You've got to have more up there. And she was like, no, let him go to jail then. 
And he's like, yeah. no. <laughs> She's like, sorry, honey. Your dick's staying bone dry tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent a night in jail, posted bail, and then fucked off to Canada and then Egypt. Oh, God. <laughs> totally fled the country. He's like, I'm going to uh, get some maple syrup and then I'm going to go see some pyramids. Yeah. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> in that order. Uh, Oki Hall was eventually arrested and indicted. He was acquitted, though, because no one could prove that he knowingly signed these checks and that they were fraudulent, that he knew that they were fraudulent. He's like, I was just doing my job, passing them through. You Which know? is, I, I guess it's a good defense. I don't know. He was acquitted. It worked. I don't know. <laughs> now, numbers sort of vary as to exactly how much they they stole and no one really knows exactly but the high end is 200 million dollars which today again is billions of dollars and Gosh. people back then could not even fathom that kind of money you know mm -hmm. what i mean they they didn't know what that kind of money looked like they're, they're like how can anyone even steal that they're much like, money is there even that much yeah there's not yeah. that much how, money you can't just steal that kind of money from like the government you know what i mean yeah. just, you can't just do that and not get caught you know un until now i guess i don't know yeah you know they just thought it was a little like crazy a little unbelievable in a lot of ways you know and it is unbelievable but believe it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just looking at their matte, matte colored shoes, no reflection in them. <laughs> they're, they're scuffy shoes. Yeah, they're, they're scuffy shoes and scuffy hats. Uh, Thinking about sweets. how these guys must have had to <laughs> bite every single nickel to make sure that it was real and must have taken them forever. Because, you know. So out of the whole Tweed ring, only Tweed stayed in New York as this was, this was all hitting the fan. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a lot of backroom meetings with Sweeney and Connolly and all these people before they fled. Right. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get anywhere, you know, and he basically told like reporters like, if if you want to fight, man, I'm here. I'm here. And like he's like, you know, back back in the old days, you know, he, he couldn't hide, you know, and if I if I wasn't a politician, you know, I, I might do something else to him, you know, and they're like, mm -hmm. are you threatening to kill him? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. No, he in fact, he was like a man no. cares about his family. And he, like he repeated that like three times, like, you know, like it's way like Ricardo Mandelbaum, like a man cares about his family. <laughs> a man cares about his family. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, How do you threaten somebody without overtly, overtly threatening them? Yeah, yeah, right. So he was, of course, he was arrested. They arrested him on like this whole host of of charges. It was called like an omnibus uh, mm. charge. I'm not really a, a lawyer or a, a historical lawyer or anything like that. So I don't really know what any of this means. But basically, there was 220 charges of fraud and like abuse of power. Right. That he had to answer yeah. for. And yeah, he, he pretty much already transferred a lot of his money and assets to his son, you know, uh, William Jr., um, his wife. So they couldn't touch a lot of it, right? He wanted to make sure that they were uh, well off. Um, his friends did begin to abandon him. People started giving him the uh, the old cold shoulder. Um, Tammany Aww. dumped him um, as their grand sachem. He had to resign a few of his posts when he was arrested, including his newly won Senate seat. 
His bail bondsmen, though, were some of the most powerful people in New York. People like Jay Gould and James Fisk. Remember? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Mary Rail- Rail- Railroad? Railroad uh, magnet uh, James yeah. Fisk. Yeah, those two tried to corner the gold market as well before this. There were there were some shitheads, those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they put up millions of dollars uh, for his bail so he could not be in jail uh, before his court date. Basically, his first trial was a hung jury and ended, uh, ended mm-hmm. up as a hung jury. So he got to leave for a while until there was a new trial. Right. And as he left, you know, as, as he was sort of free to go, James Fisk was actually shot by a man over one of Jim Fisk's uh, Fisk's like S X lovers. Oh, like, what? He, yeah, like it was some like lovers. That's some great twist. Gatsby shit. It is. Yeah. <laughs> he shot James Fisk, and like that night, Boss Tweed like goes over to Fisk's place, like on his deathbed, and he's like laying there. You know, he's like, oh man, you know, they got me, boss. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they got he, me good. Yeah, he's like, you've had a lot of <laughs> fake friends in your life, but I've always supported you, Bill. You know, and, uh, and then Tweed he disappeared is, like Yoda. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well tweet tweet asked some tweet asked some uh how, how how are you feeling man and he goes this is it's really funny but he goes you ever uh you ever skip school to go eat green apples and he's you like that's he how had... i feel yeah he's like that's how i feel yeah man like yeah when, when you get a belly ache from eating too many green apples he's like <laughs> i got a belly ache I got a bellyache. And like, he died the next day. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I like to think uh, he died while saying he disappeared like you. I got a bellyache, boss. Then he disappeared like Yoda. And his wife was pissed because he, la- he left everything to the railroad. <laughs> He's like, I left all my worldly possessions to the thing I love the most, Yoda. the railroad. Yeah. Yoda did that too, and Yoda's wife was pissed. He actually Yoda. had a lot lot yeah. saved up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Red was pretty goddamn cheap in that little, like, fucking tiny hut in Dagobah that he yeah. had. Well, he wasn't yeah, hiding so from like... the Empire. He was hiding from his wife. Yeah, yeah his landlord was an asshole, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> his uh, landlord was an asshole. It was that, like, snake thing under the water that tried to eat yeah. R2-D2. Yeah. It's all there yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That's, For some that's reason, I was going to... Can you? I was gonna say, can you blame him? He had an X-wing out front on like cinder blocks. That wasn't. <laughs> it was in I the swamp, which is I misremember it. He lived in a mountain. I wish. I wish he had a mullet now. Yeah. <laughs> and like a cutoff, like a cutoff shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Molly Hatchet tour shirt or something. And he's listening to. Uh, oh, fucking! What was it? Uh, like. Fog hat. Fog hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's that guy. Slow ride. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking noobs and lifting weights in his garage. <laughs> yeah, Yoda. <laughs> Isn't this all from so, uh, Eric the Red? So he's like, Eric the Red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is from the Eric the Red one. It is. Yeah. I I love that episode. With the the, the, anyway. the the image we painted of Eric the Red was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he he you know he he went to. Uh, he went to Chicago, he went to Boston, he went to California, he went to Canada, and people were like, there he goes, he's leaving. But mm-hmm. no, he came back. He came back to New York and oh, stood a second trial. He wanted to think he was leaving. Yeah. 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 He's like, oh, am I flight risk? Oh, oh, 
Am I yeah. leaving? Oh. <laughs> no, nope, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'd like um, to think that each of those places he went, he was like, can 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 I can I corruptly run your town? And they're like, no, get out of here, Tweed. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go to the next place. And he's yeah. like, guys, I really need the money. Can I run your yeah. town? I promise I won't be corrupt this time. Mm-hmm. They're like, we've all seen the cartoons. Oh. <laughs> like, Nast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Everywhere he went, he couldn't find another place. Uh, unlike like Wyatt Earp, where like if yeah. you're just not well known, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's fine if you keep going. <laughs> Um, well, this time, Judge Noah Davis, and I say that, uh, not only because he was the judge during this case, but his great, great, great grandchild just followed us on Twitter. Oh, Oh, no way. Yeah, Judge Noah Davis' descendant. So yeah, Judge Noah Davis threw the book at him. Um, Mm -hmm. he was convicted on 204 counts of, uh, of fraud. Which they, they kind of had to, uh, again, it's complicated legal stuff, but basically was charged individually for, for each one and not like all at once. Even though they were all misdemeanors, it added up to like, it added up to in like the quick math that Judge uh, Noah Davis came up with. It came up to 12 years and like a fine, right? Okay. But 12 years, damn, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, going from diamond cufflinks to 12 years in prison is, uh, as a person who doesn't have diamond cufflinks, it makes me feel really good and makes me feel like the system works, although the wheels (laughs) of justice do turn slowly um, and more slowly every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention is um, when you were like, uh, no, Davis is like great, great. I thought you were going to say is creator of Garfield Jim Davis. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been so, great, no. But then having somebody who's like, you know, the descendant of somebody who's yeah, like part yeah. of the story and, you know, connected really through, cool. hit, through real history yeah. is very exciting. It's really cool. I just <laughs> wish I cool. hadn't hadn't raised my expectations <laughs> to the creator of Garfield being connected to the story. <laughs> We've mentioned a lot of cartoonists in this one. Yeah, we have right? actually. We yeah. got Dilbert. We got fucking uh, Calvin the Calvin Hobbs. Hobbs guy who was at uh, January 6th. Prove me wrong, <laughs> Watterson. Prove me wrong. Yeah, we talk uh, a lot yeah. about cartoon- cartoonists here uh, on this show. That's true. Uh, and not only, uh, you know, to sort of add insult to injury, I guess, I would consider they didn't consider it a state problem. They considered it very much a New York, New York City problem. It was like you wanted it to be able to be done in New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, that means that Tweed would not go to the state prison at Sing Sing. He would go to the city prison on Blackwell's Island. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, such an om- I know we said it a lot, but that's such an yeah. ominous name. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's so like quintessential spooky, you know, place. And, and ke- yeah, so, keep in mind. Go ahead. Oh, I was Tyler. just going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so when Blackwell shut down, did um, did would it, was, would it be San Quentin that took over for it? Well, Sing Sing Sing. No, San Quentin yeah. is in California. Oh, oops. Uh, yep, you're right. Sing Sing, Sing, Sing. Is, is the state prison. No, you're thinking yeah. of uh, of. Um, Rikers? Rikers Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So much better than Blackwell. So much better. <laughs> Not really. Uh, I knew yeah. Sing Sing from cartoons when I was a kid, so it yeah. all comes back to cartoons. Yeah. Yep. Now, 
remember, you know, they had the poorhouse, they have the, the almshouse, uh, the place for the, you know, the lunatics asylum, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, and the hospital and the prison, right? And then the workhouse, right? All this on this, on this uh, little strip of island here. He went to the prison and remember that uh, prisoners were expected to have jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you either did hard labor, you worked in the hospital, or you worked in the lunatic asylum, right? And because it's Tweed, he got, after only spending like two days in a normal cell, which almost killed him, uh, <laughs> he, he got a job in the hospital, sort of looking after, being basically a nurse in the hospital, looking after, you know, bandages and making things happen on time, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Got a better room with better food. He's like, how do I make this corrupt and enrich <laughs> myself in the process? <laughs> Well, people loved hearing his stories. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I wonder if he talked about that type of stuff. You know what I mean? But everyone really liked him. Remember, he's a really nice, friendly, personable person. People get along with him very easily. Yeah, he made friends on the inside, you know. Mm. They let him have his own stove in his room, you know. He got treated much better than others. He, he had a, a room with a window, Oh. Uh, it was a broken window that they fixed for him. Um, he had a few They're amenities. Like, you got to fix this. I can't have a yeah. broken window in my cell. Yeah, yeah, he had he had more visitors than what there was normally allowed. Um, his, his his wife shows up. She's like, "Honey, have you been doing? Uh, have have you been doing in here?" He's like, "I've been doing great. I've been making lots of friends." And she's like, "What kind of friends?" Cuts to him with a shaved head and a copy of the Quran. He's like, "Just friends. <laughs> lots of friends." <laughs> Well, the first thing they do when you go in Blackwell's is shave your head and your beard. So he, he oh. yeah, that is what happened to him. They shaved his head. I was and doing a skinhead thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's like a try to keep lice off of you thing. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, the the, the uh, delousing. Yeah. yeah. Did they hose him uh, down? I don't know if they hosed no. him down. Probably not. They, they th- probably spared they, him some of the stuff. They threw powdered sugar at him. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you think they're doing in there? no there's in, in super troopers they're they're hitting farva with this the you think yeah. it's delousing and he's like why are you yeah. why, why are you doing this and fucking brian cox is like we're delousing you and he's like it's powdered sugar it's delicious <laughs> <laughs> yeah meanwhile you know news is continuing the boss is keeping up with the news he sees that Greeley is defeated and dies Greeley, people try to connect him with Boss Tweed, and he's like, I was never with Boss Tweed. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you were, dude. And yeah, you all he were. got hosed. Oh, oh hosed yeah, the de-lousing, de- de- yeah. 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 They all got Tilden, de-loused. Tilden uh, uh, had a new sort of competitor with Tammany um, called the Apollo Club. Oh. And uh, they they were the But you get some reformed... pretty good stand-up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were... <laughs> they were... Yeah, I do. Uh, they were norm- <laughs> they they were like the reform wing of the Democratic Party, right? Like Horace okay. Greeley had the liberal Republicans, right? That didn't like all the corruption in, uh, you know, uh, Ulysses Grant's presidency, mm-hmm. and then you had Tilden who didn't like the Tammany corruption on, on yeah. the Democratic side, right? It was all about which corruption did you not care for? Yeah, yeah exactly. This corruption, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine of, with that. Of fucked, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because, like, you know, Rut Hayes would be like the the you know republican reformer against tilden the democratic reformer and it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but the apollo club kicked tammany's ass that year they got all the positions uh tilden became governor 
And like Tweed's like, fuck it, figures. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing that Tilden did is uh, he asked Ingersoll, like Ingersoll went to court. You know, this is like one of the plasterers and they did convict him and, and gave him five five years of basically like, you know, co- like cooperating with, you know, this scheme. Right. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Like well, to me, it's like you do a job, you get paid for it. Like, yeah. Well, Garvey didn't. But but Ingersoll did. And he actually initially he fled. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Ingersoll, he got a pardon from from Tilden as as governor because he turned states evidence. Oh, and he and he sang like Donnie a bird. Brasco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so he got pardoned. Right. So basically, in the meantime, like Tweed's lawyers are trying to figure out a way to get him out of there. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, Davis, it was a miscarriage of justice that he gave you 12 years for something like this. Right. The most you should get is a year. And with time served, you should be out, you know. Mm-hmm. So like they they take him over to, uh, you know, Manhattan. You know, they're going to try to get something going. And Tilden immediately, like thinking quickly as governor is like, oh, oh, shit. Tweed's going to try to get out. Here's a bunch of civil suits that you'll never be able to get out of. You mm-hmm. know, so you're going to owe the city, you know, millions of dollars. You know what I mean? This you're is not like even going to want to leave jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Yeah. So there was nothing they can do. Uh, Noah Davis, uh, because, you know, people, his lawyers are questioning his judgment, slaps him with a three million dollar bail. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't pay a $3 million bail. And by the way, that was the highest bail set for anyone in in history at, the, yeah, at that time. Nine, um, the 19th, or, sorry, 1870s, right? Like, yeah, 1870s, be, yeah. And just impossible. It's going to be a lot of money. To pay. Yeah. So he, he went back to prison. But this time he went to the Ludlow Street Jail, which is, oh. ironically enough, a place that Tweed helped get built. <laughs> <laughs> And people even said, like, if Tweed knew he would be a resident there, he would have made it more accommodating. (laughs) (laughs) Put some frescoes on there. Yeah, there you go. But something that they witnessed, you know, when they saw Tweed is that, like, oh, he has totally white hair now. Like, his beard came back, but it's totally white. Um, He has a missing front tooth. Somehow that happened. Somebody, Um, yeah. And he looked like he just wasn't doing well. Like, he could still stand up straight, but, like, it took him a while to get there. He was all hobbled, oh, it's like uh, you know, it's like um, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yes, Harvey yeah, Weinstein. There you court. go. Yeah. Except that I don't know. Oh, that There's was no one like cheering show. Harvey Weinstein. Like yeah. even yeah. like whenever they move tweet around, there would still be people being like, "There's the oh. boss," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, pretty and much, get, I think like it. wave at people, you know. Yeah. But at, at the Ludlow Street Jail, the, it, like, they gave him, like, a double-sized room. It had carpets. It Like, he was allowed to, like, put up paintings and stuff like that. Um, he had desks and, and things like this. It was pretty comfortable. Every once in a while, he could get, like, food ordered from, like, a nearby restaurant. Okay, uh, that that's he not so bad. Uber, yeah, Uber people, Eats. <laughs> well, like, people, yeah. yeah, people would come down and visit him. They had, like, Thanksgiving with him a few times. And, like, people mm. got pissed whenever they would hear about it. They'd be like, why, why, why? You know, he's in jail, for God's sakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody in jail should be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. and not everyone's able to do this, yeah. Of course but, not. But, uh, like, he got, you know, he 
got in good with the warden, you know, and he was even allowed to leave sometimes, like take trips into Central Park and, and leave and like, go around and all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, I thought you meant like you went to like Six Flags or something. <laughs> I mean, it may <laughs> as well be. You know? <laughs> and he was even at this time where like like the New York Times was even questioning whether or not he should be punished because he seemed like a scapegoat, like Sweeney, Connolly, you know, these guys. How come they were in jail, too? Like, he, mm, he yeah. seemed like a oh, fall sure. guy. You know what I mean? They either all go or none of them go. You yeah, know? I mean, exactly. They're all complicit. They all were on the take. Well, and, and all like, of those other. Yeah, he was like the brains, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it. So they all had. I mean, Tweed had to give the money back. Right. The thing is, is like with all these civil suits and they like, just bled him dry. It bled him dry and he moved his money around somewhere they couldn't touch it. Mm. But yeah, every single time, like he he didn't have any assets. He didn't have any money, you know, like while he was in jail, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had certain amount to like, you know, he, he had like, you know, assistance that would go get him stuff, you know, uh, while he was in jail. It was early December, uh, December 4th, 1875. So he spent a few years in in jail now. He was allowed to go home with his wife and kids to have dinner, which is super weird. Like sometimes he was allowed to spend Christmas with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he goes over to there to, to his son's place. His wife is, is sick. She's going blind. And, you know, he's always being escorted by, by, you know, officials. And he goes up to, you know, to the upstairs to talk with his wife. And uh, they're like, well, Better be hitting the dusty trail. And his, like, son, William Jr., like, goes upstairs to get him. And he's Mm -hmm. like, comes back downstairs, like, pale white. And he's like, he's not there. (laughs) Oh, no. And, like, I guess he broke down and said, like, I'm ruined. Because all of Mm -hmm. this has totally sullied the Tweed name. He could never do Mm -hmm. business in this town ever again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like... Due to a direct consequence of his actions. Exactly. Well, and to top it all off, it sounds like his wife's pretty addicted to masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) The way that she's going blind. Yeah, that's good. Well, he Tweed had something worked out with somebody, but he didn't tell his lawyers. He didn't tell anyone close to him. He had something worked out with some people on the inside and he hopped in like he left a mark on like the step for like a certain time to say he was there like hopped in this carriage they got out of new york you know mm-hmm. and they actually went to the jersey palisades which is not far from where alexander hamilton and aaron burr had their famous duel oh uh, yes which which is funny because yeah aaron burr of course was another tammany man mm-hmm. yeah. um so uh, it's like he, salmon swimming upstream yeah <laughs> <laughs> So the, he, he went up there and started hiding and like looking at the papers and watching New York just be set ablaze by this news that mm-hmm. Tweed had escaped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He put on a red wig. Uh, <laughs> he shaved his beard yeah. uh, and he wore like gold rimmed glasses. Mm-hmm. And his name was John Secor now. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this uh, Tweed fellow, but uh, he sure yeah. sounds dashing. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the red wing being uh, a bowl cut. <laughs> that's good. My immediate was like a clown wig, but I knew that yeah. wasn't right. It was, that's cut. too silly. I was just thinking of like those plastic, like shiny wigs, but like it's, yeah. it, they always stick out. Like you can never like yeah. comb them right. They just stick yeah. straight out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Well, he you get at one of those uh, Halloween stores that only exists during Halloween. Oh yeah, Spirit of Halloween. Yeah, all yeah. sales are final. Yeah, <laughs> try to find us if you want to return it. Yeah, yeah. They, they poof and poof. They disappear <laughs> the whole in, place in a cloud of smoke. It's just an abandoned building now. Yeah, or like a cloud of bats or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, John Secor. He he probably didn't like to know that his family was pretty much ruined by his escape and that all of his lawyers were like, that's kind of the dumbest thing you could have done. We could have probably got gotten you out of this, you know, yeah, but you, you ran away, you know, in May 1876, he went to like, so he spent several months out on uh, the Jersey Palisades uh, mm -hmm. in May. He went to Staten Island and lived in a hut. That was abandoned oh. for a while. Uh, and every once in a while, he would go over to Brooklyn and like go around to the taverns to like have mm -hmm. a good time, like hoping nobody would recognize him and like his wig and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone's and like, like it's, it's Tweed again in his ridiculous getup. <laughs> just play just, along. Yeah. <laughs> just let him have it. Yeah. But then there was. I don't know. Again, nobody really knows how he how he got all this together. But there was a schooner at, at, at a point in time that showed up and he boarded the schooner with a man named William Hunt. And mm. we don't know who William Hunt was. Some people speculate it was his nephew. Maybe it was his son-in-law that married uh, his daughter at that uh, Trinity uh, church. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Big little fancy wedding. Yeah, but he agreed to take him through basically through Florida to Cuba and then to Spain so he could mm -hmm. flee, right? They stopped at a lighthouse. They hung out with some lighthouse keepers. Oh, that, yeah, that's kind of funny. But yeah, then they landed in um, uh, Santa Ana de Cuba, Cuba, where they didn't want, want to let them come in because they didn't have visas and they had fake passports. Well, well, they mm -hmm. didn't know they were fake, but but they were issued in a certain place. And they were like, but you don't have visas. Why are you here? What's going on? And like, yeah. they're starting to like talk to each other and be like, what the fuck? And this is clearly like, a wig. Yeah. yeah. And, like the big news is that like Boss Tweet escaped, you know, and like mm -hmm. you, Cuba at this time has its own thing going on. And like every once in a while, like adventurers would come over from, you know, the States and they would like fight, you know, with like the rebels and stuff, you know, be, be yeah. adventurers. They actually called them filibusters. Yeah, these these type of like, yeah, like uh, gentlemen soldiers, you know, soldier of fortune kind of guys. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they're just mercenaries. Mm hmm. But like, oh, yeah, it's or mercenaries for fun. Yeah. Yeah, because they mm -hmm. wanted the glory, right? Yeah. He started learning Spanish while he was there. He probably spilled the beans to, like, one guy's wife that he was, mm -hmm. like, this awesome guy back, you know, back in New it's York. like one of the wives he was banging, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, no, I got so good at Spanish, I accidentally incriminated myself. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, exactly. <laughs> he showed up, and he was living on a on a goat farm and uh, with this yeah. beautiful young, uh, you know, Cuban woman. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. To put it into perspective, this is when Custer's last stand happens as well. It's um, crazy, is, yeah. Uh, the country's centennial, you know? Mm. Um, oh, yeah, during, yeah, it would be. This is during the Tilden Hayes election, the really contested Tilden Hayes election. Mm. Um, and, like, you know, Boss Tweed, like, watching this happen, I bet he's just eating that up that Tilden is, like, he's like, why is it Tilden doing this and this? And I can just see it mm -hmm. happening, yeah. you know? Yeah. They called it the era of... Twitter. 
Yeah, they called it the era of graft, you know, because they found out that, yeah, yeah. the president, everyone was on course, the fucking take. Yeah. Everyone was doing it, of uh, the president included. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the Grant administration, you know, knowing that they're not going to be reelected or anything, they they catch word that there's this American in Cuba without any papers. And they're like, hmm. And they're, they're like, well, is he like a, a you know. Is he a filibuster? And they're like, no, 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 he's not. No. Like, this is an old man and he looks rough, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're like, I wonder if it's Tweed. And they're like, I don't know. I think it might be, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, Grant is straight up like, call the Spanish government. We don't, I know we don't have any extradition laws with them, but see if they'll work with us. Stop that, you know, stop that man. And mm -hmm. bring him to me, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, just before, like, I think Tweed knew that the shit was like, like the hammer was coming down because yeah. like he got on a boat immediately and left mm -hmm. with William Hunt. And just as they were confirming that John Secor is in fact William Tweed. Mm -hmm. And so like they sent cables ahead of Tweed to Barcelona and well to Spain because they didn't know where he's going to land. Mm -hmm. But they were like to Spain and they were like, one of your ships, it's named it, like it, it had this super common name, you know, like it mm -hmm. was like like Santa Maria or some shit, you know, it, and they're like, dude, yeah, we yeah. have like 60 boats the, named the that, Pollyanna. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. And they're like, well, be on alert. We're looking for this guy. And they're like, OK. And like they're like, well, how are we going to know that it's him? How are we going to identify it? Well, they identified him with one of Thomas Nass cartoons oh no oh, boy <laughs> the second they pulled up the governor comes onto the ship and goes tweed you're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> show me your great. thumbs motherfucker <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's like oh fuck so like they they toss him and william hunt in this like cell tweed i don't know he was a, a smooth operator because he he was still able to like finagle like some beers and and like grant kind of wanted to get tweed he's like wouldn't it be funny if i got tweed and tilden didn't because like they were saying that like uh you were tweed were you guys were in it from the beginning you you were tammany man you're you're totally corrupt too well and tilden was like i've always been against him i've always i i went into his own wigwam and and told him what for and they're like shut up you know he did leave crying yeah and so like grant was like it would be so funny if i brought him back it was my administration that brought him back you know and not tilden because tilden is almost happy that tweed's not there to just talk like with all this stuff he's done you know yeah it's in his best interest to, to keep him yeah. keep him at arm's Far away. length yeah. yeah so like like they ask william hunt they're like because what, what the spanish and the americans do is like they take two warships and like they do the prisoner exchange right they hand over tweed and like the captain of the spanish ship he goes now here here's your option dude i can either hand you over to the american authorities and they'll do what they do or you can just leave in, in into Spain. And he's like, see ya. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> yeah. left into oh. Spain. Never to be heard from ever again. You know, no really? one knows who he was. Oh, why you're he the, helped him. Will, William Hunt? Yeah, William Hunt. Yeah. No idea oh, yeah. who he is. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. 
Uh, DB Cooper. What if he? What if he? Yeah, I was right. gonna say. What if he's like a time traveler? <laughs> right. <laughs> or like, yeah, like Samuel Beckett from from. Uh, yeah, there you go. From the Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that doesn't make sense because he always leapt into an actual person. Oh. He didn't just show yeah. up. Maybe he leapt into it. Apt, like an actual person who was like a nobody and he's like I'm using this body to save Tweed yeah. or my own yeah. <laughs> or else or I'm, I'm never, never find my way my, yeah. never find my way home they abruptly cancel his show and they don't even spell his name right on the, the <laughs> hastily written end title card yeah. I don't know if you guys know that story is that, but... is that what happened? that's brutal yeah yeah that's crazy he did never make it home he didn't <laughs> uh, Tweed uh, it was a grueling trip back by sea he actually hated being on boats even though he had two like luxury yachts he uh, got seasick very easily and and did not Mm -hmm. like being on boats he got seasick he was like the only he's like the only thing these guys put on their food is garlic and i hate it and Mm -hmm. every bite of food has garlic in it and it's like strong disagree but okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you want them in the mix delicious yeah. He's just like, he's like, it's more fun when you're puking on your own boat, not somebody else's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the New York Sun actually called the whole thing a put up job to make the Republican Party look better. Mm. They were like, mm-hmm. was Tweed ever actually missing? It's like, shut up, dude. <laughs> 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 when they did like bring him in, like crowds gathered to, to see to see it you know like people were were like looking through like binoculars and stuff you look to to see like the boss come back you know mm-hmm. and yeah they were like oh he walks with a cane he's lost at least a hundred pounds yeah. um he was way skinnier he did not look good uh he'd been like out there for like nine months you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um uh, yeah super haggard they took him back to the ludlow uh street jail uh, where they looked at him, and they're like, yeah, he's pretty rough looking. And now he knew he was going to be in there forever until he died, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, you know, my last Hail Mary pass to get out of here. What if I told you everything? And they're like, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. He's like, if I tell you everything, I name names, I do everything. Will you let me live out the last of my days with my family? And like his lawyers, because he had to talk between go-betweens, right? And mm-hmm. his lawyers were like talking, you know, they talked with Tilden about it. And Tilden's like, what is he going to say? And they're like, we're not going to tell you right now. Like, <laughs> we're going to make the deal or not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tilden refused. But the thing was, is he lost the presidential election. Uh, there was a new governor, uh, one of Tilden's men, but a new governor. Um, he was receptive to the deal. So they started writing shit down, you know. People knew this this was happening and, and coming out. There, there was something that happened, though, that sort of gutted the whole situation. And that was that, meanwhile, Peter Sweeney was talking with them as well. And he was like, uh. he, he knew that, A, his brother was dead. And his brother had his estate with all of his money in it, basically. Yeah. And he goes, if I come down to stand for the civil suit, will you grant me immunity? And they were like, sure. So he came down and he settled for 400 grand outside of court from his dead brother's estate Mm -hmm. and went back to France scot-free. 
God Son of damn a it. bitch. Yeah. And what it did is it, it, it totally gutted the whole, like the whole point of Tweed confessing everything because they yeah. wanted Sweeney. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They wanted like the big fish, you know, and he talked anyway. He said, you know, because he wanted to, to be out. So he, he talked anyway. He named names. He talked about bribing judges, bribing Republicans, senators, all this shit. You know, strong arm politics, the way he'd stuff ballot boxes, the way he'd buy all of this stuff, the way he would buy up like like in a road where he knew the, that a sewer pipe was going to be built. He would buy up that chunk and then sell it for way more than it was worth just to make a buck off of it. And then like the scheming operations and all that stuff. He told them all of it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, all these people around are like telling the papers, you know, William Tweed has always been a liar. <laughs> you know, like Oakey Hall is like, I, yeah, no, yeah. I was exonerated. I, I was acquitted. I had nothing to do with it. He's mm. a liar. And and it, like he's now named as like one of the main people of the Tweed ring. <laughs> you know? yeah. who, did, who did the people believe, though? I'm curious. Depends on who you ask. Uh, yeah, it's probably all, Times, like all over the place. The New York Times, surprisingly enough, they they thought that Oki Hall was telling the truth. And, you know, if, if you talk to maybe like some poor people, they would have said Tweed, you know? Yeah, because he was really a champion on, of the common man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll kind of get into that. But he sang and basically the governor uh his name is fairchild he said i had no agreement with you to let you out for this information and they threw him back in jail <sighs> fuck yeah so we went back to bold. back to jail anyway <laughs> i'm just gonna say fuck that guy but yeah, yeah. well Oki mean, Hall, they all should have gone down oh yeah oh yeah Oki Hall being totally exonerated, he actually went on. He had kind of a second life. He wrote a play called, weirdly enough, The Crucible. Not the mm. Arthur Miller. Not the Crucible. Yeah. But not, not the Arthur Crucible. Miller Crucible that we've all read. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a different one that he wrote uh, called The Crucible. It was about an innocent man uh, that was accused of theft. Mm. And he yeah. played uh, he played the main character when it premiered. That makes it sense. was a giant flop. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah, he he was a lawyer after that. He defended notorious anarchist Emma Goldman in court. Mm. She said that he was a champion of free speech, which hurt his career even further. Honestly, the the whole thing with the Tweed Ring and 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 Emma Goldman it ruined his political career. Uh, he could mm. never really run for political office ever again. That's good. He died. It's- it's yeah, he died of uh, heart disease on October 7th, 1898 in New York City. He's actually buried at the Trinity Cemetery uh, located at 155th Street and Broadway in Manhattan. He was 72. Sweeney, he stayed in France. He moved around a little bit, but he actually uh, died at his, at the home of his son in New York City much, much later August 30th, 1911. He was he was pretty mm. old. Richard B. Connolly probably got the worst out of them all. Um, when he went to Egypt, he lost a shit ton of money on some uh, shaky investments. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he moved to France and Switzerland and never really recouped his money. And uh, he died of Bright's disease 
uh, still a fugitive from justice. Mm. What is Bright's disease? Do do we have anything uh, on that? I do. Bright's disease, it is a kidney disease described in modern medicine as acute or chronic nephritis. It's characterized by swelling and the presence of albumin in the urine. It was huh. frequently accompanied by high blood pressure and heart disease. It's it's a kidney disease, basically. Mm. I have a... So, hear me out. Curse of the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things go south as soon as he moves to Egypt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not as soon. He did flee a country. <laughs> yeah, know? that's a good um, point. Didn't help going to Egypt. Uh, yeah. Tweed's son-in-law, oddly enough, he, he was part of like a, a really well-to-do family in New Orleans. No. He was struck by lightning. And that's how he died. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm giving me that one. Yeah. You know, that daughter's just like, I can't, I just in, yeah, I can't get your break. My dad ends up being like the biggest criminal in New York City history. And my in, husband got struck United by lightning. States history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, boss William Meager Tweed mm. died in the Ludlow Street Jail. On April 12th, 1878, from severe pneumonia. Oh, yeah. He, he was. Wow. He wasn't there yeah, long. He was, he was buried in Brooklyn's Greenwood Cemetery. And when he died, the then mayor, Smith Eli, he actually would not allow the flag uh, at City Hall, Tweed's City Hall, to be flown at half staff. Yeah, fuck him. They didn't, they didn't want too many people celebrating, you know, his life. Yeah, um, a lifetime criminal. Yeah. Tammany Hall, after Tweed was gone, they had kind of an interim Grand Sachem, but the the Grand Sachem after Tweed, his name was Honest John Kelly. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> they were, like, trying to repair <laughs> their image, yeah. <laughs> you know? So they got Honest John, you know, <laughs> to be the head of Tammany Hall. He's got to be honest. Uh, yeah. That's it. It's in his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why if I ever have another kid, I'm going to name him not murdery O.J. Armentrout. Because <laughs> if you put um, the thing that they're not, then people yeah. won't associate it with the thing that yeah. it, that it yeah. is. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna be like, oh, not, not the murdery one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm called that because I've never done it. I'm not a rapist. <laughs> Yeah. Don't isolate that, Chris. <laughs> uh, now, was was Tweed and Tammany mobilizing and wielding the Irish vote as a weapon? Or was it political representation when there wasn't any? You know, that, I mean, th these are questions, you know, like, was yeah. this money? Yeah, it was graft. But this money went to poor people still. Coal for the winter times, orphanages, poor houses, things like this, in a time where public services simply did not exist? Mm. Or is it the wholesale fucking robbery of a town, you know, <laughs> of a city? Uh, little column A, little column B. Yeah, I would yeah. say this knob does have a five on it. Yeah, yeah. And you're mm -hmm. talking about a 10 and a one. And I yeah, feel yeah, like exactly. you could just move it to five and then well, don't, the poor don't, people don't you, have don't you feel that like when people like want you to have a strong opinion on like historical matters sometimes they end up this way where mm -hmm. it's like i can see why people would like tweed 
especially mm-hmm. if you were among the poor immigrant community. I would have liked tweed if I was among the poor immigrant community. Oh, absolutely. Community, oh, for sure, know? yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and you got to remember, you know, when the United States throws the book at somebody, they do it because they fucked with their money. Yeah, because oh, yeah. The United States only cares about one thing, and oh, one yeah. thing only, and that's money. And if you think they care about anything else, it's a smokescreen, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> the, the whole, like... The rich and powerful are racist is like the biggest smokescreen of them all because they're they're not that racist. But if they can keep you racist while they steal your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they're, they're then, picking everyone's pocket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, 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 if you can divert attention away, you know what I mean? It, it's like a magician, you know, like yeah. grabbing a hold of your gold watch and being like, Look, look at this right here and then pick your wallet. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I've, <laughs> like, I've said it recently on the podcast, but I think, you know, the, the fighting against Roe versus Wade, that's all that was. I don't think I oh, think yeah. it was just to it, keep people cynical. scared and angry. Yeah, it's cynical power grab is what they it vote is. against they their best actually, interests. By the way, when they asked Tweed what his religion was, I mean, th- this is just so telling because remember, he was really in with the with the Irish Catholics, you know, but his mm-hmm. family was Protestant. When they asked him what his religion was, he said none. Yeah. Like, these are people that are actually, like, and even now people say, like, oh, people of Tammany were pretty much devoid of ideology. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't have a unifying ideology. They didn't care about that. They cared about power and money and how to, like, Mm -hmm. how do we control shit because we want to be the ones that control shit. And they stood for nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) If you're the one who controls shit, you can make the most money. Yeah, and you can have the nicest life, right? Mm-hmm. That shit gives me anxiety. Ironically, yeah. isn't that a criticism <laughs> that Alexander Hamilton had of Aaron Burr? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't stand for anything? Ta- yeah, Tammany. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's all yeah. for. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, you know, to this day, Tweed is a symbol. You know, if you say Boss Tweed or Tweed, people know you're talking about corrupt city politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even his family, like, after they put him away, finally, they moved. They, like, they left the country and changed their names. Like, they changed their name to Weed, actually. Mm. I was going to make weed. a joke. I know, right? I know, right? I wonder. Uh, no, we're we're I farmers. <laughs> farmers, man. Yeah, they've never heard that joke before. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's interesting, you know. Eastern family with the last name Weed. Makes makes me yeah. wonder. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is the story of probably the most corrupt politician in United States history. Mm-hmm. At least um, at that time, probably ever. Honestly, I just, probably. I was ever. just referencing Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's as smart as Tweed was, though. There's no way he came up with a plan no. to steal billions no. out of our treasury. And like the thing was, is you know. To them, millions was billions, right? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. like, to now, like, to have somebody go, they we they've stolen trillions out of the like, we'd be like, what T- trillions? Yeah. How much is a trillion? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, an unfathomable yeah. amount yeah. of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what For it sure. would be like though, today. Yeah, know? yeah. They, it's I think um, yeah the 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 previous administration's idea of 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 stealing is is just being like. And then 
And then we'll have the talk, the peace talk. We'll have it at my golf course. <laughs> and then I get that money when yeah. I'm out. It's way stupider. It's way yeah. it's way mm-hmm. dumber than their like their plan. Like even the the Kenneth Ackerman, the uh, 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 author of the book I read for this amazing book, by the way, he was like, it's hard not to admire yeah. How, yeah. how crazy this plan Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Know? Like and you read stuff about the like January 6th, uh, you know, hearings and you're just like, how stupid are these people? So, no. so stupid. And like every honestly, everything that came out of that man's mouth and out of anyone out of like that administration's mouthpiece. His mouth, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. The stupidest administration we've ever had bar none. I can promise yeah. you that. Oh, I you think know what so. I mean. The biggest idiots we've ever had running this country. <laughs> yeah. I think. Oh, oh, I over. Rant over. <laughs> well, let's just uh, knock on wood on that because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want that happening again. Yeah. I'd rather have a, a, I don't know, inept. Yeah. You know, some someone we can all complain about just sort of like from time to time. Than like, I'm like, a, I'm like a boring old codger that doesn't get anything done and just everyone's like, ah, he's just. Yeah, boring. except let's shit go. But he, he did let a lot of shit go by the wayside. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Wait and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not, I, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, All right, everybody. That was our episode. That was our series yeah. on Boss Tweed, also known as Boss Hog. And uh, <laughs> what else did I uh, Boss Skags. Boss Skags, <laughs> we did. Yeah. I, uh, I go by Boss Hog because um, you know, um because like I said, you know, he, he wants he wants to control the elections. Or no, he doesn't care if you control the elections as long as he gets to control the erections. Yeah. Boss <laughs> Hog. That's how Boss Hog felt. Boss all Hog his crooked tweed. All his uh crooked hazard county schemes were to get uh full Them harder Duke elections, boys. longer lasting. <laughs> Them Duke boys. Yeah. Uh, it's symbolism he's sick of seeing Bo Bo and Luke Duke front page news having the best directions in town (laughs) I am Christopher Whedon and I gang I'm a history boy alright I am Tyler I am uh, uh, Tyler uh, also boss hog uh, Armantrout I'm a history boy and if you if you like this episode, like this series, like this show, hop on over to historyboyspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel. You can also leave us a five star review on any of the podcast things. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up if you're one of those uh, rock stars who uh, listens to us on YouTube. And yeah, if you really, really, stars. really love us, <laughs> head on over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Dollar a month yeah. gives you access to the Discord. We chit chat, share pictures. You get all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, five bucks a month, you get the shout out uh, on on the episode. And in addition to that, you get access to uh, to our Patreon only show for the first thirty days. It's out. Ten bucks a month, you get access to the vault plus everything else that I I uh, kind of listed before that. And um, and as always, the most important thing you could do to show us that you like the show is listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy. As always, thank you so much for listening. Yes, we love all of our listeners, our Patreon listeners, and even 
the ones that never say anything, uh, our secret listeners, we love you too. So I want to share some news, dear listener. The results are in from our uh, listener poll, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, we put up uh, some uh, listener uh, submissions and had uh, other listeners vote on that on our Discord. And the winner is... Drumroll, please. The annexation of Hawaii. Hawaii. So that's what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. I'm excited. This is one I've, uh, I've been planning on doing for a while. And that was submitted by our dear listener, Caleb. Uh, that was thank his submission. So, so thank you, Caleb. Um, I'm glad we're going to get to this one. Um, mm -hmm. This will be one of those uh, eye-opening ones that, uh, you know, they don't really teach in schools because it makes people look bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you mean uh, by people, you mean the government. The, the government, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. It makes, it makes the whole system pretty much look bad. Uh, so, yeah, so strap in like for that fun. one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Let's see Mr. Tyler. Love you, bye.